And you are listening to the SA Exhibitions podcast. This is the episode number one. want to introduce myself. I go by the name of Aztec Parrot. You can call me Parrot. And we're going to be talking about an exhibition that's going up in the SA Exhibition space, which is located 1666 North Main Street in Santa Ana, California. SA Exhibitions Gallery. You can also get more information at saexhibitions.org. There's going to be an opening night reception on August 6th. And it's going to, the, the exhibition is going to go all the way through September. This exhibition is going to be sponsored also by California Arts Council and the Orange County Arts. We have with us joining us today two guests. We have one who is going to be the main artist, and another one's going to be, I, don't, you know, I guess, uh, along for the ride. There was an extra seat open, so yeah, we've got uh, two folks jumping in on this one. And we are now talking with Rafael Vieta, who is a Miami-based artist, and his uh, exhibition Shadow Works is going to be at the SA Exhibition starting on August 6th. That's a Saturday. So that's going to be the opening reception. I think that starts about 2 p.m. Uh, how are you doing today, uh, Rafa? I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you. Also joining with us is going to be a Bay Area cinematographer and experimental filmmaker, Ryan Castaneda. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm good. I'm good. I'm up in the, the very hot triple digits Bay Area. How are you doing? Oh, I am always doing good. You never have to ask that from me because I'm always doing good. In fact, it's 101 right now inside the studio. So I have my shirt off and I'm just getting myself a little sweat going. Rafa, can you tell us a little bit about your relationship to the gallery and also a little bit about yourself and your connection to the Bay Area? My relationship with the gallery curator, Mauricio Hector Pineda, our roots go back to the San Francisco Art Institute. And we met in Carlos Villa class and just the connection between the Bay and myself. I was out there for over 20 years before I moved back to Miami, care for my grandma, but that's my connection. It's a tight-knit community and we reach out, stay in contact, and he invited me to exhibit my work. Adel Rodriguez had a conversation with Mauricio and they're like, okay, let's get his work in here. I think it's important to exhibit it. So I was like, all right, totally stoked for it. You, I guess, are primarily a visual artist, correct? Yes. In yes. all mediums, like from painting to photography to video to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always did sculpture, painting, photography. Within an entire body of work, I usually work in several different mediums. Whatever it takes to convey my message, medium is very important to me. Ryan, why don't you tell us a little bit about your connection to Rafa? He and I met in, gosh, I want to say the September of 1999 at the San Francisco Art Institute. We had mutual friends and we hit it off and understood each other's humor and perspective. And as far back as I can remember, I've always really admired Raphael's work. At SFAI, he was doing these almost 
like almost Baroque kind of Renaissance-y paintings of what, what would be considered sort of dark material, right? Like making direct jabs and stabs at religious institutions for their sort of moral crimes that they've committed over history. And so I've always appreciated that Rafael has this ability to cut through the noise and get to the point of what he's trying to get at. And his style changes, which is, I think, amazing, because I feel like a lot of artists don't allow themselves the space to evolve and change and roll with the ideas. And so it's above all, Rafael is a person that has a message, has ideas, and transcends mediums. There was a period where he was doing these beautiful political cartoons with pans and he would get grease and he would burn the grease on the pans and then draw on it essentially, etch out an image. Hmm. And the whole body of work from the material that he's using to the material that he's putting it on all conveys a larger message and that hits hard, I think. One of the challenges about an audio podcast is, especially when discussing art, is discussing the art of a visual artist because it's only audio. You can only hear what we're talking about. You can't really see. What we're going to do is that we're going to include a link inside the podcast description. So you could, if you hit that link, it'll take you to whatever site. So you can see some of the images that we're talking about. They'll probably be the saeexhibitions.org website. The first image that we're going to look at is actually a shadow that's projected up onto a screen. That's what I'm assuming that it is. Inside of it, I could see two wrestlers, one looking like they're getting ready to fly into the chest of the other one, or the other one's holding it up. Either way, there's some detachment happening. But one of them still holding a rope, one of the ring ropes around it. You want to talk a little bit about this image right here, Rafa? Yeah. During this time, I was the work I produced before this was heavy on painting, oils, brush strokes. And I wanted to remove the artist's hand, pretty much. I wanted to get away from the previous body of work. And I approached it starting off with Plato's allegory of the cave, right? The parable of the cave. The idea of these prisoners chained since birth in underground cavern. Only, only able to see projected shadows, which they took for reality. That's all they knew. Like these shadows, these cast shadows that they were creating from this fire. And it's this idea where if they were freed and they exited the cave, right, into the light, they want to be able to cope with reality right away. Yeah. They will first, they'll understand the shadows first because that's what they're used to. And then they might understand the reflection of themselves, look peering into the water, images of men. And it's this idea of like who we are and what we understand as reality or surroundings or it's beyond these shadows. And it also linked in with Carl Jung's work on the shadow, on that dark side of our personality or self. I want to comment on the allegory of the cave. Inside your description and explanation, let me ask you, who's projecting? The light I was working with, the way I created the image was sunlight. My studio at the time was shot back like a cave and I was working at midday and several hours throughout the day, created different lighting. And I was using 
materials such as mylar, something used during that time for growth, for growing rooms and such. Mm-hmm. And I'll, also working with the found objects. This was shot in Oakland during that time. Uh, it was 2012, 13, uh, gentrification, the dot-com boom. A lot of families leaving the neighborhood, leaving behind these objects. You have these two opposing forces, just like you have inside gentrification. But inside this depiction, you have one who looks more heavy set wrestler is squashing. It's like I said, it's in flight and maybe it's like moving his way downward. So the inside that allegory of the cave what you're showing is what you're witnessing or what you're showing to the to those that are looking at it if it's the art observer the person who's looking at the piece is this crushing of some type of a system if it's a human body or if it's idle effects of a neighborhood and so forth yeah life is it always has been a battleground and it always will be, but it's that inner turmoil. It's the thought process that goes in the human mind, the steps we take and what we do to rationalize things or understand life. Throughout the years, we're moving away from the primitive brain. We're moving away from the spirit of the river or the mountain, the nature. And, you know, we are, we're contemporary humans. We think we have nature under control. When in fact we don't, we could build cities, we build this grid system, we build all these categories and, but we're still pretty much the same person. We're staying, we're the same type of human, yeah. except we lost our spirit. And you know? I, you know, and then referencing the next image that we're going to look at, to me, this is like a skewed, it almost a multi, it was a multi-exposure print, but we said we have some outlines, we have going from left to right, we have some looks like a bong, a long, tall bong. And then I don't know, a microphone stand or something like that. Maybe that's just me. And then a milk crate. And then a figure, human figure wearing, looks like a California bird hat, bird dancer hat. And so it's like this nod to not the indigenous, but also the natural inside the herb, but also this very commercial manufactured structured pattern creation of a, an unnatural material like plastic inside the milk crate so as i'm looking at all three of these images i'm thinking okay there's a there is a story here that's being told if going from left to right or right to left check in with us ryan so for me when i look at these images something that that really strikes me about this work but more specifically the work that we'll see after this the etchings is that Raphael understands how the loss of a dimension can change the perception of everything. So we're looking at these shadows are two-dimensional projections of three-dimensional objects, right? So by losing a dimension, we gain a very different perspective of what these things are. And it goes, and goes with the idea of Carl Jung's the shadow stuff, right? So fronting your darkness or confronting a sort of polar opposite within the conflict of the human being is important and necessary, but most people aren't willing to do it. So the illusion of the person remains the same while there's this inner turmoil that's always working against the individual. And this kind of confrontation with these images is almost 
a confrontation to the soul, right? Like the soul interacting with itself. You are listening to the inaugural episode of the Essay Exhibitions podcast. We're talking with Miami-based artist Rafael Vieira, who also has acquaintance Ryan Castaneda inside here, Bay Area experimental filmmaker. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to come right back here at the Essay Exhibitions podcast. Welcome back to the SA Exhibitions podcast. We are talking to Rafael Vieta, who is a Miami-based artist, and his show Shadow Works is going to be up at the SA Exhibitions Gallery, which is located at 1666 North Main Street in Santa Ana, Orange Curtain, California. You can get more information by going to visit saexhibitions.org. That's with an S at the end. And the opening reception is going to be on Saturday, August 6th. And that show should go all the way. It may go all the way till the end of September, but we'll see what happens. And we also joined here with Bay Area experimental filmmaker, Ryan Castaneda. Back to this imagery, Rafa, that we were Mm -hmm. both of us talking about. I want to take a look at this one image here that, you have presented and it's uh, it's one that's really elongated in the envelope shape there seems to be a print of a was that the street cap the little sewer caps on them with some vents and then a brick with speckles all over it if you go into the podcast description there should be a link there that should take you to to see these images you could be watching while we're talking about this you want you want to help set this one up for us rafa yeah, this one is, it's a, I believe, 15-foot canvas. It's acrylic on canvas, along with fluorescent crayon. And it's just that conversation of motifs that's been around, these archaic motifs that's been around for many centuries that stick with us. We think it's not there, but if you just pay attention to your environment, the city's pulse right? What is the city's pulse? This is part of it. Different motifs. It, it doesn't mean the same for everyone. Everyone has their own journey in this life. But what is it to be a, a conscious human, right? We have our senses, right? Our sight, sound, smells, or like hallucinatory travels, right? The images of the past, our future. We fantasize about things. What's our emotional experience? What do we fear? What's the excitement? What do we desire? The love, all of that. In our internal monologue, right? That little chatty voice that that never shuts up. All of this, it belongs to the human race, right? It's something that we all got to deal with and walking around the city. But my intentions were to find the pulse. What's, what lived inside San Francisco? What That one in particular was by St. Francis, the cathedral. That was taken site-specific. If you go there, there's a lot of heroin addicts hanging out, almost like a mini skid row. And they, they live in the surrounding architecture of this church beneath, within. All this work was created at night. So the photograph you showed before, that's all the day works. And then at night, I had to separate night and day. I just felt like, It was more authentic that way. All these paintings are large scale. The sun wheel, right? That's something that's 
that motif is in every culture. It, even uh, Mesoamerican pottery, you'll see it. You'll see it in, in Buddhism. You'll see it in everywhere. And it still exists in the city in contemporary times. It survived and it's there. Now, do, you, do you want to add on to what he's saying? I love this series. I was fortunate enough to hang out with Rafa a lot in his studio watching this work evolve, this particular work. That, that I always refer to as a sort of contemporary primitivism, which I think is not correct, but it was where I was at the time. And when I see these, what I see is again, the loss of a dimension from a three-dimensional world to a two-dimensional tapestry. But that three-dimensional information is still there. The same way that if you look at the hieroglyphs, the, the letterings and the symbolisms stack two-dimensionally on top of each other to change the grammar. The same way that Jaffa is stacking these bits of the city on top of each other to change the grammar of the meaning of the image. And so he's correct in saying that there's this long tradition to Mesoamerican also to other cultures that Western cultures would call primitive, but we're seeing a sophistication there that is finally coming back around and being recognized as a sophistication. And that's something that, that always really impressed me about this particular series of the etchings, of the man covers, of the sidewalk, of the streets, the gravel, because it's also a comment on how unnatural human experiences are nowadays. We have a massive disconnect between the human and the nature that made the human. We have created these walls that resemble the caves we came out of, but are so far removed from the natural environment that we don't know where our food comes from. We don't know what's in our water. We don't know any of those things because there is this massive disconnect because we live inside of a human made machine. And so taking that approach to what Rafa is saying to me is beautiful because it's stacking all this bits of information that as a viewer, you can absorb and recognize and see. Let me ask you this, Rafa. If we're, if we're looking at the development of a society, which is always, it's always changing, never complete. It's always never static. It always changes. What is the role of the artist within that development, the societal development? all the role, I guess, capture the spirit of it, document. We, we, we observe everything. We take our time. Everything affects us. I feel like artists are a little extra sensitive. Our job is to observe and document and create the storyline on contemporary times or whatever you feel is important to the body of work and how you're going to communicate to the viewer. Art has lost their place. Right? We've become the bottom of the totem pole society because since the baby boom generation, it's about the money, making that cash flow. We've gone beyond it's this whole idea of everyone wants to be real, personal authenticity. The human civilization and the journey, especially the, like the Western world, right? we stem from ancient Greece. We, we just got to be the best at everything. And it's just artists we're able to take a step back and uh, absorb all that create something that is going to 
have that conversation for the average viewer or the average Joe. Hopefully they could see and connect with. Not many people will go out to a gallery show or let's go out to the pub or let's go watch a baseball game. Who are the heroes now? Who are, I don't know, like how are we going to change the view of contemporary man as an artist or how do we help them slow things down? Artists are in a pretty tough spot something I've done since I was a child, right? Since elementary school, I've always created works, always observing social commentary. The average person, just sometimes they don't get it. One last image before we we wrap up the show here. And this is a more of a vertical image. Once again, there's some pattern works, looks like uh, like either a tile or something like that, and then tile at various angles, split in half point in different directions creates a movement downward that you have like this shark fin type of object that kind of looks like the fin over at the art school there's this looks like a sun or something that's beaming there's a tail and behind it it looks like it's going right to smash into the tip of that shark fin object very interesting once again this pull of gravity that you express inside the movement of some of the objects inside there. It's almost like I, I had talked about that flattening effect that causing change. I don't know if destruction is the proper word to use, but it eventually that type of energy is going to cause change. Absolutely. The circle within the circle, that motif especially connected. I worked with Art with Elders, right, at Laguna Honda. Some of my students were creating these archaic abstracts. And my thought process was, is this a learned behavior? Is this something they've always done? Or where did it come from? And, I, and one of my sites, uh, artist Barbara Robinson, right? she always painted landscape mountains. And towards the end of her life, I was with her for about 10, 12 years. It was a long journey with her. But at the end of her life, she was creating that image right there, the circle within the circle. And I asked her, I'm like, well, Barbara, what's, this is new for you. What is this? You, you've never done abstract. She goes, I don't know. Just something inside me wants me to create this. Mm. And it's that image, the circle within the circle. It's like the origin of life. It's almost like as she was leaving this world, something was telling her to create that abstract image. For me, I was profound. I was really connected to, especially that that what you just pointed out you said it looked like the sun it's almost like you're beaming to another universe or you're peering in it's the sun. it's that one yeah that one hits me hard i like that was like the breakthrough for me through barbara robinson's work with art with elders with non-profit in san francisco you want to jump in on this one ryan uh yeah i have some thoughts from the previous comment about the role of society, right? A role in society. In a lot of ways, artists have always been like the magic mirror and the Snow White story. We're the black mirror. We absorb culture and we reflect it back with our perspective to try and somehow awaken folks to what we see as reality. And with Raphael's work, that's always been there, that sort of black mirror towards society where we're reflecting the good and the bad. And in some ways, this sort of architectural work, like it could be the Transamerica Pyramid in San Francisco, or it could be a shark fin, or it could be a building. And that circle, 
yeah, it can be the sun or the universe or the birth canal. We are coming in and out of circles, our entire existence. We come out of one circle, we live, and then we die and we go through another circle. I believe they're all the same circle. So I mean, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But from the from our perception, right, it's just this tunnel that we're constantly going through. And our moment here on earth is so brief. And the only real long-term impact that we can have is by either being psychos and killing a lot of people or making artwork that lasts and transmits our thoughts from this present to the future so that they can understand themselves and us a little bit better. And the pottery work is exactly what I'm talking about. Art that lasts. He's doing pottery work. The Greeks did pottery. It's still here, right? The canvas disintegrates. Raphael has this ability to entune himself with the origins of art, the cave painting, the canvas rub, the abstraction, and transmits it and reinterprets it in the present. That's amazing. That's like magic. We start off with the sun, talking about the sun, and now we're finishing off talking about the power of that circle. Let me just one last thing. What, what would you like to achieve as far as this exhibition for yourself? You don't have a really long history of showing inside California on the West Coast. So what, do you, what would you like to get from this experience of this particular exhibition? Hopefully the viewer can go in there, think about the, the old psyche. What is innate? What are the inherited shapes? in the human mind, just think a little bit about the past and the present and that connection. Hopefully that conversation could come out. The Union Institute, or maybe I'm interested in hearing how people connect to it. Yeah, man, we're living in this, in this selfie world. It's all about us. What are we as a collective? What are we as a species? We're finding to you divide us. Uh, you set up two groups and we go at each other's throats, two-party system. As a whole, who are we and where will we go with this in the future? Just around the corner, we have that. We have the metaverse that's coming into play. Yeah. Our minds are being warped. It's being molded. That's why analog art matters more now than ever. But Because when it's all just ethereal on the internet, it loses its tangible meaning and its soul connection through physical touch, right? Through physical interaction. The internet screen is the cave wall. That's gonna do it for this inaugural episode of the Essay Exhibitions Gallery. We have just had a good visit and talk with Rafael Vieta, who is a Miami-based artist, visual artist, whose exhibition at the SA Exhibition Gallery, which is located at 1666 North Main Street in Santa Ana, California. The exhibition is also brought, brought to you by the California Arts Council and the Orange County Arts. Rafael, it, nice having you in here. I'm going to look forward to seeing you at the exhibition. That's going to be on Saturday, August 6th, probably starting after 2 p.m. And you can come and check that out. Oh, website. How can we see more of your work, Rafa? RafaelVieta.com. Yeah. Oh, I'll put the link. We'll put the link inside the description. Too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And thank you, Ryan, for your, your presence here and your conversation. Cool. That's going to hey, do it. Pleasure. Aztec yeah. Parrot, I am out. And we'll see you for the next exhibition at the SA Exhibitions Gallery.
right. Awesome. Thank you, Aztec.